the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. If you're, uh... If you're awake in the Chicagoland area, you understand that Democrats are not nice. In fact, they're rotten. They hide behind a phony virtue shield, but every policy is built because its intention is to fail and they could profit from it. And that's just the nuance of their actual policies. But as individual people, they suck to be around. They're evil. They're not fun. Nobody looks forward to going over to their house. And the last thing people want is them showing up at a party. But when they openly display who they are, At first, I'm disgusted because I'm right. But then you almost have to wonder how serious they really are. See, the worst part about them are the self-loathing trust fund babies like our very own Pritzker. There's another one in New York who's a despicable human being. His name is Goldman. He is the heir, or as I like to call him, the heiress. Because where I come from, he's not a man, not even close to a man. The heiress of the Levi fortune, Dan Goldman. And he is particularly trying to make a name for himself because his grandpappy, stole all the thunder, and now he's never going to really equal up to the grandpappy, like Pritzker. So he's going to do all he can to destroy the principles that the grandpappy got rich under. You see, that's the real trick here. None of them believe in this communism, Marxism, bulldung. They just want to create a little oligarchy, so they're special in government. See, that's why they idolize these governments that destroy the quality of life for everybody who is subjected to it, like the Chicago Democrats, New York Democrats, or any other socialist communist around the world. So Dan Goldman was on with Pippi Lystocking, who sucks so much at being a spokes idiot for the Dimwood and Diapers. She got a job on one of the networks of propagandizing the mafia. I want to also turn to Trump, of course, and just some of what the reporting has been around uh, some of his conversations. Also, as we anticipate a year full of trials next year, I want to take a listen to part of a conversation that he had with uh, ABC's Jonathan Carl about January 6th and get your thoughts on the other end. You told them you were going to go up to the Capitol, were you just... I was, no, I was going to, and the Secret Service said, you can't, and then by the time I would have, and then when I got back, I saw, I wanted to go back, I was thinking about going back during the problem to stop the problem, doing it myself. Secret Service didn't like that idea too much. Now, right there, that exonerates him from the allegation he wanted to save some sort of a riot. January 6th was not a riot until the government assets turned it into a riot. The ones like Ray Epps that no one wants to answer for. The other numerous government assets, be they the FBI, the DOD, the DIA, whatever three-letter agency, profited from what you now have, aside from a dimwit in diapers destroying our country, but the bureaucracy of corruption that is destroying and really turning us into a third-world kleptocracy. They profit from this. 
See, and we can get into the nuance about how everything under an emergency budget has no restraints, no audit, and they could do whatever they want as these three-letter agencies have all gotten an increase in the hundreds of billions of dollars since the Dimwood and Diapers has stolen the office. But what this was was a protest that now has been turned into an insurrection, and it was, by the way, turned into an insurrection before one person, one person went to the protest. See, that's the dirty little secret that no one wants to talk about. I like to talk about it. And you could always tell by the scum that try to put lipstick on the pig of the coup d'etat operated on this shore, on, the, on these shores for the first time since these three-letter agencies started promoting coup d'etats way back in the 50s. In the meantime, Dan Goldman is going to call for the assassination of Donald Trump. Simple. There's no denying this. So, so what, I could have done that, and you know what? I would have been very well received. So there's been so much speculation, contemplation, discussion of what Trump wanted to do, what he knew or didn't know. I mean, do you think as a prosecutor or a prosecutor, <clears throat> this is something that could be useful in the case against Trump? How will it be used? Former prosecutor, listen, he didn't get that job because he was qualified. He got it because his mammy and his daddy donated to the right Democrat whore. To give him a phony job so he could look like he worked. He's a trust fund baby and an heiress to billions. Everything he has on his resume is bought and paid for. Yeah, well, I mean, look, he says uh, I would be well received because he knows that the people who were there are his supporters who he riled up and incited to invade and riot at the Capitol and try to disrupt the. What about the people's house? Wrong. What about the people's house? What do you mean invade and riot? He said in the interview that you're trying to contort Gilton, that he wanted to stop it and calm it down, you two-bit trust fund whore. The proper counting of the Electoral College votes. So every time he talks, he's uh, putting himself into a bigger criminal hole. Uh, but the, but his, that's not his... No, no, no. Only where there's scum Democrat judges, like the two in Cook County who sit on the table of Wisdom LLC with Ed Burke. I haven't heard their name brought up anywhere under these indictments or any of the other half-assed wannabe gangsters Democrat judges around these sewers that were once great cities. His objective is purely political at this point. Uh, politics don't work in a courtroom, as I think he's finding out in the mm. New York Attorney General's case. Do you know what that is? That's, that's him using the wrong grammar. So he's down with the people. And maybe the Democrats, because they've proven themselves to be totally incompetent for the last hundred years, won't figure out he's a trust fund baby who never worked a day in his miserable existence. In New York, a civil case, and, and that's going to continue in his criminal trials. But his rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. And we saw what happened. On now, Squirrel, this is something you learn from being in a neighborhood. This is when liars and cheats and thieves always condemn the other guy of doing exactly what they do. And this is what Dan Goldman, the scum trust fund baby, as he calls for the assassination, claims that Trump's rhetoric is dangerous. January 6th, when he uses inflammatory rhetoric now, and his recent true social post uh, is incredibly, incredibly scary for anyone uh, that might be trying to op work in government. And um, it is just uh, unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh he has to be eliminated holy jesus that's right what is that it's that what that that is the call for an assassination
of Donald Trump. And there has been more in the past. And it's glazed over by the moron media who sit idly by as the dimwit in diapers talks about sending more troops off. And many of you were right here when you not long ago when you sent your, your troops off, your family off. But, uh, you know, they're incredible. The sitting president of the United States, the usurper. And what January 6th provided was cover so that no one really looked into how anybody, let alone 81 million morons, could vote for this corrupt whore who's been doing nothing but lying and profiting for five decades. You know, by the way, I'm all Navy, but uh, I was... What do you mean you're all Navy? First of all, five draft deferments, you coward. Five. You got from your rich dad's connections to another shady doctor, just like Trump did. So you didn't have to go to Vietnam, but now you're all Navy? How are you all Navy, dimwit? Point is, anyway, I was going to go play at the Naval Academy until I found out the other guys in the backfield were a guy named Roger Staubach and Joe, Joe Bellino. So I decided to go to Delaware. But our son, so I, I always used to root for Navy. What a moron. I don't know who's dumber, him or any idiot that would vote for him. But then again, look at your legacy. Dan Goldman and the rest of the Democrats. Look at the scum and scallywags and the failures you vote for from your local areas all the way up to the federal administration. In the meantime, just what kind of creeps are these guys? Thank you. Thank you. And I love your ears. I love them. They're really cool. What's your name? Catherine. Catherine, what a beautiful name. That's my mommy's name. Well, nice to see. How old are you? 17? Now, did you take showers? Did you take showers with your mother? The way you like to take showers with your daughter? Six. Yeah, she's six. Leave the kids alone. And by the way, I like kids better than people. It doesn't sound creepy at all. In the meantime, he's got his uh, finger on the pulse of the youth. There's no question about it. Now, just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds in competition. They had to work hard to show patience and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or, or, or Britney's tour. She's down in, huh? it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. No, that's, that's Taylor Swift. Britney's at home running around with knives, you moron. Maybe this explains why no one likes this idiot. We mentioned the drop in that approval rating in the connection to the Middle East. And here it is on foreign policy. Thirty three percent approve of Joe Biden's job performance. What that tells you is a third of Americans are absolute morons or they all own stock in Boeing. Yes, they all own stock in the military industrial complex. And here's the good news. The ones that the establishment are pushing on you in replacement of Trump for the Republican nominee. She owns a lot of stock in Boeing, too. Former U.S. ambassador and South Carolina governor Nikki Haley could be join, joining, I should say, Boeing's board of directors. The aircraft maker announced today that they'll vote on a nomination to put her on the board when they meet in April. Boeing CEO said the company will benefit greatly from her diplomatic and government experience. Haley served two terms as our state's and she went on the board of Boeing, and she made them billions. And she kept them flush in government cheese and cash. And that's why the Republican establishment, from the Romneys in their magic underpants, all the way down to John Bolton and his porn mustache, can't wait to get her back in. Because what they understand is the American people are obviously not paying attention to a damn thing. And no matter how much the Democrats and Republicans continue to commit atrocities, all around the world, for some reason, we still think 
there's an answer other than World War III, which we're in. They call them the pioneers of liberation and the Sword of Jerusalem summer camps run by Hamas and Islamic Jihad. These videos posted by Memory, the Middle East Media Research Institute, show what the youth of Gaza are doing this summer. We did not come here to enjoy ourselves or to play or anything like that. We came with our souls, our blood, our martyrs, and our wounded to sacrifice ourselves for Palestine and for our people. This promotional video urges students from primary school, high school, and college to participate. In the camp, target practice involves AK-47s, anti-tank weapons, and video simulations. So do you think that they're just like everybody else? Equality for all! They teach them from the time of kindergarten how to kill Jews. They're not teaching them how to read and write, because if they did, maybe they'd stop dressing like 7th century yard gnomes and yelling aloha snack bar to keep planes up, this stupid son of a guns. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. He was whimpering, screaming, and crying. And frankly, I think it's something that should be brought out so that his followers and all of these young kids that want to leave various countries, including the United States, they should see how he died. He didn't die a hero. He died a coward, crying, whimpering, screaming, and bringing three kids with him. They always hide behind the kids. Because they are cowards. They're 7th century yard gnomes who want to appease their coward god that crawled in a well 1,200 years ago. Morons. What was this idiot's name, Squirrel? Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi and all his friends. Let's kill him up! 312-642-5600. Believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. That's exactly the song I want playing. As we aloha snack parties, filthy animals. How many Americans do they have? We've obviously learned that two of the hostages devastatingly were found dead. Do you know the status of the remaining hostages? Are they alive, John? So one of the things that's incredibly challenging about this situation is we don't have good uh, fidelity, good information about uh, the condition and the status of, of all of the hostages uh, who are being held. Obviously, they're being held by Hamas. The United States government does not speak uh, directly to Hamas. Hamas has indicated uh, that... Oh, that wait a minute. I heard that we're making progress. There's all kinds of progress. What exactly is the currency that we're using for the progress to negotiate with Hamas? How, how exactly are we negotiating? Something tells me it's green and it's got dead inventors on it. Presidents, too, but they're not worth as much. In the meantime, that's the only thing you have to negotiate with because they're willing to kill their own kids and they have been for decades. Now, allegations are emerging that Hamas commanders in the Gaza Strip are training school-age children to defend the region. This even as Israeli troops prepare to storm the Gaza border and conduct a ground assault. An Israeli emergency responder unit claims children near the age of 14 are being indoctrinated into weapon skills and military drills. Well, 
I guess they're better off than CPS students. Maybe they can read which end of the gun is dangerous. In the meantime, how many Americans are still there? Right, go ahead. Yes. Oh, and then go to Michelle. Yeah. Can you give us an update on how many Americans have been able to depart Gaza via the Rafah Gate? How many remain? And do you have an update on the death toll, both from the October 7th attacks and possible deaths in, in Gaza? Sure. So with respect to the first question, uh, around 800 uh, American citizens, <laughs> legal permanent residents, and family members have departed through Rafah Gate. Um, there are a, a little over 1,200 left which is a higher number than we had when we, uh, uh, when we announced it last week. One of the things that happens is we continue to identify either additional American citizens or American citizens. or, or Now, the question is, Squirrel, are they hostages or are they like you see in so many of the so-called protests for Hamas? Are they sympathizers to the 7th century yard gnome chaos and destruction? And if you don't believe in their phony, cowardly God who crawled in a well, you're an infidel. Which ones are they? And that protest right now breaking up as we speak, people filing back to their cars to return home. But as you guys know, this is the 10th time since the war began on October 7th that Palestinian supporters have gathered calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. It was once. The- I wonder, maybe they're recipients of the Palestinian exports of their goods and services and commodities. Which one is it? Which one? What are they good at again? What's their main industry? Oh, yeah. Terrorism. Teresa on the Gold Coast. Brass Coast. Hi, Sean. Brass yeah. Coast. Absolutely. Yeah. Get it right, Sean. Yeah, Get it you're right. right. You're right. Um, <laughs> you know, isn't it ironic that Dan Goldman prosecuted Russian organized crime and the Genovese crime family? I mean, how amusing is that? How well, amusing well, is that? Now, did he prosecute the one where the FBI was the informant for the oligarch in Russia? Which one did he prosecute? Because here's the thing I have, Teresa. I know guys who went to law school and work in, in the prosecutor's office and defense attorney, and they, they didn't come from big trust funds. And in fact, the reason they got their jobs is because they were qualified. Yet Dan Goldman right. got his job and his entire life because his pappy stroked the check, the butter-handed pansy. So was he good at prosecuting the oligarchs, or was he no. another conduit of corruption the way the FBI informant to the oligarchs was yeah i'm going with b on that one yeah well he's a democrat and conduit of corruption is their formal description thank you very much i appreciate the call craig i'm on hey sean thanks for taking my call and the first thing i got it before i get to my point your uh, monologues are classics every one of them today was just a Oh, today was another one. Man, you hit it out of the ballpark with those monologues, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, what, that's what you get for winging it. Go ahead. Oh, boy. It's got to go. a lot got to go into that. Anyway, you got a lot of material to work with, though. <laughs> hey, the munitions that they were using on January 6th, the so-called police, the goon squad that was basically uh, American-hating people, that stuff, it's illegal. A whole bunch of that stuff is illegal to use that. Um, there's a, what's that called? Rules of engagement when you use all the, the those flashbangs and the thing you use it in the uh, pepper balls and some of the other stuff. It's it's pretty harsh stuff. Some of the things and they weren't trained on it. There's a lot of information coming out now. Those officers were not trained on it. They were getting all stuff. They were like grabbing everything out of the cabinet. Wait till you hear my next guest. We're going to discuss all of this, Craig. And by the way, I was at a cigar store today with eleven guys and eight guns. How many guns were at the insurrection? How many weapons? I mean, aside from the Capitol policeman who got his job because he stroked checks to Democrats his entire life, assassinating a Navy veteran. How many people were actually shot? Oh, yes. Boy, it's not like the 50s with the Puerto Rican terrorists that tried to kill the congressman then. That was a lot more violent. 
Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, how you doing? I don't really think uh, – thank you for taking my call. Sure. This is Chuck from Delvin. I don't really think that many people know the scorecard on this John Bolton guy. Uh, 4,431 soldiers killed, 32,292 troops injured, 200,000 civilians killed. All, all looking for the weapons of mass destruction that didn't wow. exist. <laughs> That's just that. John Bolton's been around for decades. Wasn't he? I mean, he's integral in everything. Old man Bush. What was his great success oh. story of bombing innocent people? Yes, he was. I, I, I could not believe. I could not believe that Dan Prop and Amy Jacobson had him on. And you would not believe the, the garbage that was coming out of his mouth. Thank you for taking my call. I just want to spit in his face. I don't want to hear his mouth, his opinion. Every time he opens his mouth, it's nothing but lies. See, that's how I, that's, that's how I feel. I don't want to be lied to, especially by somebody who looks like he got cut from the uh, porn auditions. I don't want to be lied to by somebody who's at the root of not just terrible, terrible policies that end in theft of our money. We're used to that. We're from Chicago. These policies end in death of innocent people, and they keep calling for more of it. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I think I know this is of great interest to all of you. Um, uh, I just want to let you know we're still working this hour by hour. I do not have an update for you on the hostage uh, uh, deal that we're trying to negotiate. Uh, but as you heard the Deputy National Security Advisor say yesterday, uh, we believe we're closer than we've ever been. So we're hopeful. Where's the, the successful negotiation that this particular administration or any Democrat administration has ever entered into? See, because they don't know how to negotiate with 7th century savages. Here's how it's going to go. You let the hostages go or I'll kill everybody, even the leaders in Qatar. I'll kill everybody who they ever kissed on the cheek. You want to do that? I think we should do that. But they don't know how to negotiate. Ruth Ann knows how to negotiate. Hi, Ruth Ann. Hi. Hey, if I was sitting in my nursing home cafeteria with my old lady girlfriends and I said Biden should be eliminated, how quickly do you think the FBI would be knocking down the freaking door at the nursing home? You'd have to call us. Dog whistle. Yeah. You'd have to call us. You'd be living in a cafeteria at the station. We'd have to take care of you and everything. But we'd do it because you're obviously our kind of girl. I appreciate that. Hmm. But that's a dog whistle that Dan Goldman is sending out. Talk about appealing to all the nuts out there. He knows some crazy nut's going to hear him and try it. And Ruthann, that's that's what they want. By hook or crook, they will eliminate the problem. And, you know, you don't have to be from an old wise wise guy neighborhood to know. That's That's a term that specifically talks about murder. Specifically. Exactly. How dare he? But if that if any Republican or just a normal person, the poor look at the poor slobs on uh, on uh, the the uh, all That's getting right. arrested for going into the into the uh, on January sixth. Yeah, how about the people? Going January, yeah. Do you know we were talking about this today? At this, we were talking about this today. I was talking about this with some friends who are not Chicagoans. And when they understand, you know, when I have the stories and I let out four-time felon, arrested, mugging people, six times they were arrested in the last two years. And then you realize the one guy who was not even at January 6th, but they said was a founding member of Proud Boys, got a 17-year sentence. 
There, that gives yeah. that gives you an idea. This is we've devolved into a third world. But here's the good news, Ruth Ann. You were alive in this country during the best time. There are kids out here who are never going to know the American pride, what this country stood for, or the principles that you lived through all your life. So I want to tell you, you're a lucky woman, and I'm lucky for having you listen and call. Thank you, Ruth Ann. Thank you. Scott in Sycamore. Hey, Sean. How you been? Splendid. How are you? You know, it just aggravates me beyond all belief that people are completely clueless on everything going on with this Israeli situation. You know, every time that this happens, there's an attack, and then, oh, everybody wants to, to hold off while they negotiate giving up more of themselves. It's, it's the cowardly way of, hey, I'm going to walk up and punch you in the face six times and then scream, I don't want to fight, I don't want to fight. Well, that's the sympathizing with Hamas. These are Hamas sympathizers. These are people who are celebrating the, the, the savage collectivism of a terrorist organization. You know, these are the people that think that in Palestine it was a utopia. They don't understand that for 73 years they didn't improve the sewage system. That they took all the money and stole it. Three Hamas leaders living in Qatar in the lap of luxury worth $11 billion. They don't care. It's the same thing with Yasser Arafat. That's scum. He, he had a billion three back when, the, when, the, when that was a lot of money. His family lived in Paris and the people live in squalor. Please, it's a joke. You're listen, listening to more. That's why, Scott, you can't even associate with them. They have no understanding, no perspective, no grasp of achievement. That's why it's time for a new party. And the Republicans, by the way, they sit on the board of Boeing like Nikki Haley. That's another disgusting example. You see, I actually do want a ceasefire. And the only time you should ever fire on anybody is if you've been attacked. This is the most just war we've ever partaken in, ever. But, you know, here's the other thing. We're not really partaking in it. We're not doing it. Otherwise, it would be screwed up. For once, we've got a, a chance that it'll be no, done right. Now, hopefully, they won't make the same mistake and keep rewarding the terrorists. George in Naperville. Sean, I know you said you had eight guns in the cigar shop today, but what if Lloyd Lightfoot bust through the door and said, say hello to my little friend? No, I'm in, I'm in Naples, Florida. No, 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 I'm in America, baby. I'm in, in Florida, you, and you can just, you're an American, you get a gun. I, I, this is in Chicago. I'm not going back there unless I absolutely have to. Rich in Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How was the weekend? Wonderful, wonderful. How are you? Is it really this Good. idiot's birthday today? Yeah, it's, it's it's his birthday today. He's 81. Are you sure? And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. sure. There's a holiday nobody gives a rip about. All right. And he made a couple of comments that uh, are part of the course for him. When he was meeting with uh, with she, he uh, called him a dictator. And they're supposed to be uh, trained to improve uh, communications. And this is what the guy calls him. And the second thing, uh, the second uh thing that he said is that uh, climate change is the ultimate threat in, yeah. uh, in the world. Well, that's, that's their greatest I mean, scam. Everything going on in the, in the world nowadays and in There's the country, that's the biggest threat. Come on. Rich, they that stole a trillion dollars, a trillion dollars in the eco-Nazism. One trillion, and nobody even asked where the freaking money is. That's the golden goose of corruption. And by the and way, the he's 81 years uh, old. What's, what's the under over on how many pairs of pants he went through today? Four or six? <sighs> Oops, I did it again. Oops, I did it again. President's got to go potty. In the meantime, where is he? Thank you, thank you. And I love your ears. 
I love them. They're really cool. What's your name? Catherine. Catherine, what a beautiful name. That's my mommy's name. Well, nice to see. How old are you, 17? Six. That's like the Poltergeist movie. He's the reverend in Poltergeist movie. Not creepy at all. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Here, Squirrel. Once again... Not creepy at all. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. And they want you to believe he got 81 million votes. And if he got one, you're a creepy son of a dog that voted for him. Yeah, you are. That's why when you're going to give me advice. You're going to give me advice on anything, you freaking idiots. You vote for this time in and time out. Your own destruction. And no matter how many times you catch them, you still vote Democrat. Look at Chicago. How's it going? How's it going? Well, back here at home, despite months of pushback from neighbors, a migrant encampment on the city's south side is becoming a reality. Oh, did you not want it to happen? See, and if you privately wanted to develop it and you didn't have the environmental phase one through three of the EPA, you couldn't put a shovel in the ground. But when you're the mafia, you do what you want. You don't like it? Too bad. Sit on the sidelines and watch it. Residents who live near 115th and Halstead say construction has been ramping up over the last several days. That's because the people don't matter. Sit down and shut up. You voted like a slave, now live like one. Joe in Naperville. Yeah, you know, that, that really bugs me. You know, here I got to pay six grand if I want to go get a colonoscopy because of this Obama... Uh, bronze plan that I have to carry with a $24,000 deductible, but yet Jose could come across the Rio Grande illegally and get health care for free? How do I sign up for this free health First of all, it doesn't have to be Jose. It can be the number one son. And you live in Naperville, which I think you still have Cook County over there. Just go to a forest preserve. You get a colonoscopy for free. It's going to be hard to get the results, however. You're going to have to call Pete Silvestri's office. In the meantime, there's some other problems going on here. Where, 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 where was this other great story about the phenomenal infrastructure that we're paying for on a daily basis? In the wake of President Biden's meeting with China's president, we turn now to a story about the big increase in Chinese migrants coming through the U.S. border down in Mexico. Bor- so they don't have to be uh, an ethnic Spanish historic name from Central and South America or any, any other MS-13 member. They can be the number one son. And you know what's funny about this video, which you can find pretty much anywhere? I don't see families. No, no, no. I see a lot of guys who look like they're in their 30s, 20s, but I don't see a lot of families, a lot of Chinese guys. And they want you to all believe they're fleeing communism. But they didn't want to flee communism, say, three years ago when our economy was doing great. Border Patrol agents arrested more than 24,000 Chinese people for crossing the U.S. southern border illegally over the past year through September. That's more than 10 times higher than the previous year and part of the overall rise in illegal border crossings that has made headlines. Elizabeth Palmer shows us why the Chinese migrants are willing to risk everything for a chance to make it to America. Because they want to be here when they get the signal to go to war with America. That's why I'm not listening to a word of that propaganda. I know why they're here. It's obvious. They're here because they're the follow-through phase of the greatest overthrow of our country from within. Grasshopper. Number one's number one son's number one whore. 
Joe Biden, who has done exactly to us what he was supposed to do, destroy us both domestically and foreign policy, weaken our military. The whole time I want you to reflect. It can all be turned around quickly, as it was after Barack, who likes him big and round, got done trying to destroy our country. In just over two years since the election, we have launched an unprecedented economic boom, a boom that has rarely been seen before. There's been nothing like it. We have created 5.3 million new jobs. And These are real jobs, not like the ones where they try to put back what they tore down with COVID. These are real jobs. This was a real economy from 2019. Importantly added 600,000 new manufacturing jobs, something which almost everyone said was impossible to do. You know what I love about that? In the meantime, the dimwit in diapers, how many thousands of UAW union strong workers got the axe? since in the last negotiations. Is it 6,000 or 9? But the fact is, we are just getting started. Nothing that a pandemic can't destroy. By the way, we stopped looking. We stopped looking for the origins of COVID, didn't we? I'm pretty sure there was a whole thing. We, We had committees. They wanted to look into the origins. I don't remember them following through with much of that. Do you, do you, honey bunny or squirrel? I don't either. Me either. In the meantime, let's revisit when things were good. You're right, though. I forgot who was on that committee of the Coronavirus Intelligence Committee. I believe that was the name. We've already seen news reports that U.S. intelligence did provide some degree of warning regarding this pandemic. You're chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. Can you characterize the information U.S. intelligence had gathered on the coronavirus before it became a crisis here? Uh, I don't want to characterize it yet because we are now doing our own review of our own holdings uh, to determine uh, when did the intelligence community first start reporting about this? Uh, What were they telling us, frankly, about the danger of pandemics even before this one? Uh, What did they first observe going on in China? Um, When did this first make its way into the president's daily brief or get briefed to Congress? You know, on the intelligence committee, we're often tempted to think of everything as an intelligence success or failure. But here, so much of the information was in the public realm. You had the Chinese reporting the virus. virus. You had the WHO reporting the virus. You had the president's own people publicly talking about the danger. Uh, And even well after the virus was an established fact and it was spreading and it come to the United States, you still had the president talking it down like it was going to be no worse than a flu. Uh, and uh, and that he had the problem whole. But what about the origin? See, the reason we have this committee that made millions and millions and millions of dollars and cost the taxpayer, what about the origins? And in any of your intelligence, did you look back to 2009 when Pfizer introduced its research and development lab right next door? Fully contained and it was under control. So this is, I think, a whole of government issue. Uh, and the intelligence piece is an important piece, but it's really only one piece of a whole-of-government response that we need to analyze. The origin's not important. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. What's fascinating about my next guest? Fascinating. Everybody knows her name. She was only elected in 2020, yet since then, she has led the effort to not just secure our southern border and defund the oligarch war in Ukraine, but to destroy the duopoly and impeach Joe Biden and Mayorkas. Everybody knows her name. She's attacked from all sides. I love that about her. She had a new book coming out titled MTG, which she made famous. Her real name is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Congresswoman, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, Sean. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, I'm so glad to have you because you represent to me what a, I guess, Republican, even though I hate saying it anymore, what a Republican congressperson should be. See, I think Congress is the most important part of our system of government, of our republic. And so many of your fellow Republicans have gone along to get along. And they have promoted the Leviathan, the duopoly of corruption. And I think you threaten it, and that's why you're attacked from both sides. How do you see it? Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I, you know, I attack Republicans equally as I attack Democrats, because I think if Republicans actually did what they said they would do and campaign on, we wouldn't be suffering under Democrat policies and the destruction uh, of America as the Biden administration has been pursuing so, yeah, I do. I get attacked and, and they my colleagues get angry with me, but I didn't go there to make friends. I, I went there um, actually to serve my district and the American people. Well, what gets lost in the in the discussion about you is that you were successful in life, unlike vast majority of political whores who never worked a day in their life yet become very rich being Congress people fighting for the business in America. You actually worked in business in America. You start a construction company six years after you graduate college. You become one of the biggest in the Northeast. And simultaneously with that, you start a CrossFit gym that becomes one of the largest that you sell. So see, to me, I'm tired of the Republican Party. And what I want to do is break it because I'm from Illinois and they like being in second place. They make a lot of money and they make a lot of deals. And to me, that's what I think Washington, D.C. is. But admittedly, I've never gone there because I don't have a pair of shoes I hate enough to wear there. (laughs) That is fantastic. What a great way to put it. Um, I don't think I could put it any better myself. But as you know, I mean, you've worked hard um, and been successful in life. And and your listeners know if you're proven in the real world, uh, going to Washington can be the most frustrating place. Because none of it makes sense there. Actually, the system is completely broken, and that's been a large part of my frustration, is that it is a broken system, and that unfortunately many of my colleagues are there just to get reelected every two years, um, not to actually change it or make it better. Uh, so I, I think I would love to have more people there that really cared about, about saving our um, Constitution and protecting our freedoms. But unfortunately, the reality is it's not there. And in my book, MTG, uh, I hope people get a copy at mtgbook.com, I actually pull back the curtain and let people uh, read and find out the stories and, and some of who the problem people are in the conference. Now, I'm a political junkie, 
Marjorie, I don't waste time watching men in tights chase balls. I don't give a rip what sports are going on. This is what I focus on, because what I've understood since I was young is that politics affects how you can live the rest of your life. But when you see somebody who has been obviously an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, the canceled checks, the the scandal that is not just one laptop, but three laptops, the cover up of the FBI. How can it be that this dimwit still sits there and you started the impeachment? And yet what happened when you started it? Well, let me tell you, I introduced articles of impeachment on Joe Biden on his first day in office in uh, January of 2021. And and I think that's why they kicked me off committee literally two weeks later. Uh, 11 Republicans joined the Democrats to do that. And I write about that in my book. But also now I serve on the oversight committee and we've been leading the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. And we have produced bank statements. Uh, We actually have checks that were written to Joe Biden from his brother, James Biden, in what looks to be um, and, and clearly is a simple money laundering scheme. These people are criminals. And I make the case for impeachment based on the evidence that we've overturned in my book. And it's clear and obvious that Joe Biden should be impeached. But unfortunately, we don't have enough Republicans that are convinced yet, even though the American people are screaming as loud as possible that he should be impeached. Some of the other things that you take on are crucially important is the fact that through our so-called southern border, it has become an expressway of which nefarious players from China, from Central and South America, from the Middle East have an open flow. Not only that, are often rewarded, as you see in the self-described sanctuary cities, although it is fun to watch the Democrat morons learn what the definition of sanctuary means. However... Um, This can only be, in my opinion, described as intentional as it did not exist under Donald Trump. But now we are suffering. Do we know an actual number? Because, see, I'm from Chicago, and for 30 years they've been reporting the 12 million, the 16 million. Do we know exactly how many illegals are in our country? Because I think if you add up the problem from the 70s, you could be at 40 million. Do we know the number? No, we don't actually know the number. There are estimates. And that's why I tried very hard, and unfortunately it failed. I tried to impeach Secretary Mayorkas two weeks ago um, because there have been over 10 million migrants come into our country since Joe Biden has taken office and 1.8 million gotaways. And we also know that thousands of them could be terrorists. Uh, We know that, actually, we don't know who these people are. 1.8 million people. We have no idea who they are. That has nothing to do with the cumulative number you were just discussing. Um, But unfortunately, eight of my Republican colleagues voted with Democrats to protect Secretary Mayorkas and help him keep his job. And, you know, I put that list of names out because I really think that their voters need to know that their representative is unwilling to fire our Secretary of Homeland, who is responsible for the invasion of our country. The most despicable part of being somebody who doesn't want to participate in a mafia gangster government is that year in and year out, good people put money and time behind bad representatives. Now, you have to remember, I'm from Illinois, so we have the scum of the Republican Party in Illinois, both in Adam Kinzinger and a lowlife that was a part of the Tea Party named Joe Walsh. And they took the people's money and they took their confidence and they stabbed them in the back. They did nothing in the fight of the Leviathan. In fact, the bulk of our debt 
two-thirds has been added since the collapse in 08. When you see that the so-called Republican Liberty Caucus, whatever the hell they call themselves, Freedom Caucus, whatever, and they put finally Mike Johnson in there, and he rubber stamps yet another CR, I want him ripped out by that sophomoric hairdo and that nonsense virtue shield he hides behind. Am I the only one, do you think? No, I don't think you are, and I voted against that continuing resolution because I'm tired of it, too. And if we're going to be throwing out speakers of the House then the same rules should apply for every single speaker that the rules applied to the first time. And unfortunately, that's not happening. And and I, that's what's frustrating to me is I like Mike Johnson. He's a nice guy. He's a Christian. But, but he passed uh, a continuing resolution continuing Joe Biden's budget, which is the Green New Deal, open borders, a woke agenda in the military, and so many other horrible things that Nancy Pelosi passed last Congress. And we shouldn't be doing that. We should be forcing a shutdown of this government, which Department of Justice is absolutely targeting conservative Americans, Trump supporters uh, from January 6th, pro-life protesters, and so many more. Um, it, it just shouldn't have happened, and I was really disappointed with that. Marjorie Taylor Greene, there is something that has happened to the country that not, not enough people discuss. There has been a legal pathway, in my opinion, to bribery. K Street never has a recession. It's recession-proof. The inside trading, the nonsense of policy front-running, it is, it, is, it, is, it is horrific when you think about the fact Nancy Pelosi and her stinky hammer husband are worth at least hundreds of, bil- of millions of dollars if, you're, if you believe what they tell you. If you look into the policies and the way in which they've profited, it could be upwards of two and three hundred million dollars. How many other congressmen are worth multi-millions of dollars? And if we don't get a chokehold on this, can we ever really stop it if you have a legal pathway to policy profiteering? Well, um, there's many. Many are worth millions and millions of dollars. Some some that had wealth before they became members of Congress, and then some that miraculously developed it over decades in Washington. And that has been the dirty, dirty secret of Washington. And the way the Biden family has made money is selling out uh, policy, selling out favors, using these positions of power. I believe it expands far past the Bidens, um, probably on both sides of the aisle. Oh. And I'm, I'm hoping that our oversight committee can come up with legislation to stop it. Well, John Boehner, who never had a job in his life, lives in a $4 million condo and drives a Bentley while his Secret Service follows him around in a, in a government-paid-for uh, SUV. I mean, it, it, to me, this, this has to be addressed. Yet, when the Republicans had a chance to address it, they told the American people that it was the answer to getting back the government, that we needed unlimited funds. And, you know, you're willing to take on all of these taboos. Ultimately, my conclusion is the Republican Party is beyond saving, and it is time for what you did in your personal life and what so many Americans long to do or want their kids to do, to have an uprising of an American success party. I think it's time to cut and run from the the uh, duopoly and pretend that the Republicans are pushing back. They profit from it. I'm wondering, do you think I'm the only one that reached this conclusion, or do you think the timing is right? I think there's a lot of people that feel exactly the way you do. Here's where I stand on the issue is I am supporting President Trump. I, we have got to get him back in the White House. And then there's another issue that we have coming that people are just not aware of. And I'm, I'm yelling about it as loud as I can. I wrote about it in my book, MTG. And I really hope people get a copy at mtgbook.com. 
But President Trump's tax cuts and savings plan expires at the end of 2024. And whichever party holds the House and the majority in the House of Representatives will be writing the new tax code. And you and I both know that Democrats will raise taxes and they will destroy generational wealth. So we have a ticking time bomb coming. And I can't tell you how uh, important our elections are coming up in 2024. We have to have the House majority and we have to have President Trump in the White House. Before I went on air tonight, the Levi Strauss heiress, as I call him, heir, as he's known, Dan Goldman, <laughs> called for the elimination of Donald Trump. Now, I'm from an old neighborhood outside of Chicago, and there's two ways that old mobsters try to tell you that somebody has to go. And that's it. Number one, he has to go. The other one is the problem has to be eliminated. That is the verbiage of a backhanded assassination attempt, in my opinion. How could anybody with an IQ over 60, see it differently when he uses the term Trump has to be eliminated? Well, I think what we saw is Dan Goldman saying the quiet part out loud, and I know he meant it. I serve on two committees with Dan Goldman, so I know him quite well, and I'm used to hearing him talk or or complain um, and really push back. Uh, You know, he served as one of the attorneys on the Russia hoax impeachment Um, as a staffer, as an attorney staffer during that time. Dan Goldman hates President Trump uh, probably equally as much as Nancy Pelosi and any other nasty Democrat hates him. And if he said he needs to be eliminated, well, I think we could automatically assume what he meant by that, and it's exactly what you're saying. Now, I did see Dan Goldman came out and apologized and claimed he did not wish any harm to President Trump. But let's, let's be real. This is coming from the Democrat Party that is abusing the justice system to target President Trump and all of his supporters. This is coming from the same party that would like to put President Trump in jail until he's dead for the rest of his life. Um, so we, we, we're pretty sure we know what he meant by eliminated. So, see, the, the easy layup question is to ask you which one is more smarmy, Adam Schiff or Dan Goldman. But what I really want to ask you is as you built one of the most successful CrossFit gyms in the southeast of America, was there a woman who was a member of your CrossFit gym that couldn't beat the hell out of both of these scallywags? <laughs> no, actually, we had some really tough women yeah, that trained at my gym. And even well, CrossFit Games competitors, which which could definitely whip both of their tails. You know, funny thing about Adam Kinsinger is I just saw an article uh, today that he plans to come to Georgia and campaign against President Trump in 2024. And I got to tell you, that was the funniest thing. I literally bust out laughing out loud. Um, Nobody cares about Adam Kinzinger, especially in Georgia. We could care less. And if he's campaigning against President Trump, well, he's no different than Stacey Abrams in the state of Georgia. Well, I know you're under a lot of heat. I know you're getting stabbed from the right and the left and everybody. And I know everybody tells you, you know, to shut up and go away. But I'm going to tell you, as somebody who's been there since 2020, everyone knows your name because you're doing that right and you're making a difference, and you're scaring the Leviathan. So I personally would love for you to keep it up, and the people of the 14th Congressional District in Northwest Georgia are lucky to have you. And in the meantime, where can they go to support you? I know the book is at mtgbook.com, but where can they go to support you? 
Oh, they can um, mtgbook.com to get a copy of my book, and mtgforamerica.com is, is my website where people support me. And I'm always grateful. I, I don't depend on the lobbyists in Washington. I don't take uh, big corporate donations. So I'm, I'm grateful for anyone that's willing to help out. Um, and, and if anyone reads my book, I can't wait to hear what they think about it. So thanks so much for having me on tonight. No, you're one of my favorite stones in the shoe of the Leviathan. I really, I like Matt Gates. I was lucky enough to meet him. Uh, and you're, you're right up there. I really appreciate what you guys do. You seem to be one of the rare few that isn't intimidated by either the right or the left. So keep it up. We're proud of you. Thanks so much, Sean. Have a good night. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You're suing Namath? Now you sue Joe Namath. Oh, boy. Anything to keep the focus off of what... The real problem is the government doesn't have one policy that works. Not one, aside from the taxing us and aside from the borrowing money without our consent into bankruptcy. That they do. Everything else they do is nothing but fail. In the meantime, you're being told how we're building the economy from the bottom up and the middle out and every other Marxist claptrack nonsense. Many other Thanksgiving staples are more expensive again this year. Canned cranberries will cost 60% more. Canned pumpkin prices have spiked 30%. And russet potatoes are up 14%. It's super expensive and I'm sharing the cost with some of my siblings. Definitely more conscious about what we purchase. Well, that's just for us, the plebes. The oligarchs in our society, they think everything's going great, swimmingly. A recent poll by the New York Times and uh, Siena College finding 59% of voters under 30 rate the economy as poor. So, you know, philosophically and sort of intellectually, you can look at a lot of these numbers and say, this is, man, this is a, a great economy in so many ways on a relative basis to history and the like. But Philosophically? Why, what, this thing in Washington where apparently if you're ugly you're qualified to be a philosopher or an expert. At the same time, you have poll numbers and others saying that they don't feel it. Yet I'm aware of that. And Oh, my word. Wood all across the country just went soft. In the meantime, she's lying through her dentures. Man hands Janet Yellen. In the private economy, she couldn't make five cents. She's like all the rest of the government economic experts. I think it's our job to um, explain to Americans what President Biden has done to improve the economy. Now, in the meantime, we didn't have to explain to Americans all the benefits of having a man in office who understood the principles of money. Wages are rising at the fastest pace in decades and growing for blue collar workers who I promise to fight for, they're growing faster than anyone else thought possible. Through his entire four years, even with the greatest biological weapon released on mankind, inflation was never over 2.7%, ever. Now it's normal, and they celebrate it when it's four. The question is, is there anybody left dumb enough to be a Democrat? 
So I think we're making considerable progress in bringing inflation down, and we saw this clearly in last week's... Now, granted, they have two kinds, the gangsters who make money from their policies and the self-loathing trust fund babies like Dan Goldman and J.B. Pritzker, and then the morons on welfare. See, that's what they've managed to do, is middle welfare, so that whether you're on corporate welfare, like Dan Goldman's family and Pritzker's family, or you're on welfare to gain sustenance, food, housing, clothing, and whatnot, is it enough to keep people still voting for these morons, ugly though they may be? News, um, 12-month headline inflation is down to 3.2%. That's um, down almost 6 percentage points. Which means it was over 9%. Last year, when the dimwood in diapers was telling you about how he was a great athlete. From its high, but although um, prices in general are rising much less quickly, Americans still see uh, increases in some important prices, including food, from uh, where we were prior to the pandemic. Oh my God! I hope her husband is having the time of his life at Heavenly Bodies with his underwear on his head, because in the meantime, it could all stop tomorrow. This week. We also learned that Joe is planning yet another Biden betrayal. It was just reported that the Biden administration has been secretly plotting to resurrect one of the all-time worst sellouts and deals ever made by our country. I canceled it, you remember? Killing American workers, the disastrous Trans-Pacific Partnership. Remember that? The TPP was a globalist hit job on family farmers, American manufacturers, and in particular on automakers. You won't make any more cars here. I hope the union heads know that. How are those electric cars doing? Because it looks like they're imploding from foreign to domestic. They're imploding, and it's a waste of billions and billions and billions of dollars. Why? Because of the climate? We could make that stop overnight, too. With U.S. companies and researchers leading the way, we are on the threshold of virtually unlimited reserves of energy, including from traditional... Well, sure, Squirrel, I have to play it from when the things were good. Because if people realize that all of our dreams and hopes and the future lie on this creepy son of a gun... Thank you, thank you. And I love your ears. People are going to get depressed going into the holiday. I want to make them feel good. Make them understand they can all stop... Tomorrow, you just have to have the wherewithal to understand what the true problem is. Because I think we're going to get most of the auto workers because when when they go to all electric cars, which is preposterous, you can't make them here because we don't have the minerals. We don't have the materials for it. We have a thing called gasoline. That's what we have. And we should. And we had a lot of it. In fact, back when Trump was in office, we weren't only independent. We were exporting. But that's again. When inflation was under 2.6%, you got used to it. Additional fuels, LNG, clean coal, next generation nuclear power, and gas hydrate technologies. At the same time, I'm proud to report the United States is among the cleanest air and drinking water on Earth. And we're going to keep it that way. And we just came out with a report that at this moment, it's the cleanest it's been in the last 40 years. We're committed to conserving the majesty of God's creation and the natural beauty of our world. Great economy. No threats from terror. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. He was whimpering, screaming and crying. And frankly, I think it's something that should be brought out. 
so that his followers and all of these young kids that want to leave. And one stolen election. And look at how used to being a serf you really are by now. In the meantime, do you think it was an accident? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, as I listen to the, your opening statements, uh, I'm, I'm floored by the fact that I perceive a dramatic shift in the positions of each of you from the hearing that you, from the testimony that you gave and the way you answered questions just last November. Director Abizade, I want to begin with you. Last time I asked you this, Director Abizade, does the National Counterterrorism Center assess a significant threat from the historic level of uncontrolled crossing at the southern border? And your answer was, we don't, actually. Um, the the uh, gets a Judiciary Committee has released a document that says there are confirmed 1.7 million gotaways. Maybe one of you has a better number than that. Millions have been processed and released to the extent that the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, says that New York City is being destroyed. All of you are aware of those things. Director Abizé, do you continue to maintain that there is no material risk of organized terrorism from this massive infiltration, both of people minimally encountered and almost two million people neither encountered or vetted whatsoever? And the reason this is an issue is because we've known for years that Hamas and other 7th century yard gnomes trained the children for terror and only terror. The allegations are according to pictures released by South First Responders, a volunteer group helping the Israeli Defense Forces. The group circulated visuals of Hamas commanders training young teenagers for battle. As per reports, the footage was recorded on body cameras worn by Hamas operatives. The SFR says, and I quote, the footage is evidence of the cynical indoctrination of Palestinian children in what are being called military-style training camps. You know what I love about this documentary, Squirrel? It's four years old. It's four years old, and after all, we know that they have an axe to grind, because after all, Donald Trump was not only good at the economy, good at the southern border. He was good at killing them. Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. Died like a dog. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Another reason it's time to break away from the status quo of corruption, the so-called Republican Party. Not only in the last 14 years has two-thirds of our national debt been added with help of Republican Congress, but when you see what the establishment really wants in office, you're starting to see a problem. We understood that America was the indispensable country for peace with alliances at the heart of that strength. You know what makes me sick about this slob talking? Not that he's just the representation of everything wrong with uh, politics or the Republican Party. But he was an unmitigated failure. An absolute failure steeped in scandal with an approval rating in single digits. Yet here he is with some form of expertise and a platform to give it. We have short-sighted isolationism running rampant in the House caucus because all of them, 
are following the siren song of Donald Trump. They can't. No, they're not. Chris Christie, you see, you fat slob. 50 cents out of every dollar that the American people give the Pentagon is unaccounted for. They don't even have the decency to point to something they lost it in. They just tell us to whistle. In the meantime, Fatso, where, where have you ever been on any issue of waste? I find that funny talking to a guy who wasted a lot. Run fast enough to kiss his rear end. How many people would it take to kiss yours? What do you think, a stadium full? <laughs> it's absolutely the truth. I agree, Fatso. Ron DeSantis also wants to ignore Putin's aggression. And he says... You know what I think it is? I don't think Chris Christie was part of Boeing's board the way Nikki Haley was. Governor, before leaving for the Trump administration, Boeing, of course, has that huge manufacturing facility in North Charleston right here in our state. Only a coincidence. Only a coincidence. After governor on the board of Boeing, now she supports every atrocity that the foreign policy of warfare welfare wants to commit to. And what's going on in Ukraine is nothing more than a territorial dispute. And that the solution to it is for Europe to do more, even though, as a percentage of GDP, Europe is already supporting the Ukrainians at a much greater rate. Hey, Umbarco, as a percentage of GDP, how much is uh, supplied by the government stimulus and government funding and government backdoor subsidies? Huh? Boy, the questions are going to get harder, Chubby. And seeing you were talking to a guy who can't read the back of a donut holder, how in the world are you going to figure it out? Hey. I was going to say container squirrel, but I couldn't think of a word. United States, but I guess that briefing didn't get as far south as Tallahassee. The vague- Ooh, that's when it's a dig at Florida. In the meantime, what are the finances of New Jersey during your uh, so-called tutelage and afterwards? What exactly was it like during your tenure? Delivers these canned one-liners about the war in Ukraine. <clears throat> And has laid out his plan for solving it. Give the Russians all the land they've already... No, we're calling for a ceasefire, like the Palestinians. We want a ceasefire! ...already seized. Give them an assurance that Ukraine will never be in NATO. In return, Putin will no longer deal with President Xi. That certainly had to have come from his education at Harvard. (laughs) Oh, is that where you're more educated? You see... You really didn't do anything with that education. Didn't you go, like, right to work for the government? I mean, what did you really do? You were a lawyer for the government. You didn't really achieve anything. That's why they're all the same, whether they're Republicans or Dan Goldman. They're all self-loathing Americans. They're not interested in the success of people like me and you or anybody who doesn't want to collaborate or collude with the government and compromise with just enough wrong answer, which is what Chris Christie is trying to walk the line. The problem is, you hippo, you can't walk the tightrope. Putin's invasion threatens the peace and stability that generations of our fellow citizens have fought and... It's the whole Soviet Union, you moron. It's been the most corrupt country in Europe since the fall of the Soviet Union. And yet you can't waste enough money. Can you figure out that the government's driving around in $500,000 cars? I don't think you can. In the meantime, where is it? Where is it? Died for. Here often spewing out of Capitol Hill and Mar-a-Lago, America first. I suspect if I pulled this room, no one else in this room is for America, let's say, third. You know, maybe Belgium first. 
Now, aside from hugging Barack Obama, taking the money and misappropriating it, something tells me you're just corrupt enough to vote for Joe Biden. You know, the creep. Thank you. Thank you. And I love your ears. I love them. They're really cool. What's your name? Catherine. Catherine, what a beautiful name. That's my mommy's name. Well, nice to see. How old are you, 17? Six. Now, here is the reverend from Poltergeist. Hi. Are you lost, sweetheart? Are you afraid, honey? Well, why don't you come with me? Yeah, I'm way off, squirrel. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... See, the trick that the government doesn't want you to understand is the policy intended to fail. The phony virtue wrapped in a policy intended to fail so that the profiteers of this policy can continue to fund their own personal wealth. That's how people who have never worked a day in their miserable existence all retire worth tens of millions of dollars. My next guest works tirelessly to expose this. He is the director of research at the Government Accountability Institute, which is something that a government that doesn't want to be held accountable hates. He's also the best-selling author of at least two, possibly three books. As I am reading his new book, the new book is called Controlagarchs, Exposing the Billionaire Class, Their Secret Deals, and the Globalist Plot to Dominate Your Life. He is Seamus Bruner. Seamus, thank you for joining me. How are you? Sean, it is such a pleasure to be with you. Well, I've been admiring you for a long time. I love the way you approach things because you follow what needs to be followed, the corruption, the money, and the fact that they have been getting away with this for decades. Yeah, that's right. We follow the money. That's our motto at the Government Accountability Institute. The numbers don't lie. And uh, yeah, for control oligarchs, we followed it all the way to the top, the globalist elites, And uh, what we found is shocking, really. I mean, it's unsettling stuff. Uh, The things that they are investing in, people like Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, um, everybody knows that they added tens of billions of dollars to their personal net worth over the course of the pandemic while we're all locked locked down and our small businesses were closed and crushed. Our kids' education suffered. They got filthy rich. So that's not shocking. But what is shocking is the way that they are making this money, constructing tyrannical systems that are just now starting to control every facet of our lives. I mean, from energy to food, information, the book gets into all of it. So COVID, in my opinion, was the perfect weapon to use against the principles of Americanism. It was the one weapon that did more than any foreign enemy could have done to, the, to this country. It literally shut down the businesses that the government deemed not important enough to stay open. It, it, is, it is fascinating to me how tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people had the course of their life thrown over. What you do in this book that's fascinating is you actually go into the numbers, and, and there was a number in your book that I found amazing. 160 million Americans were thrown into poverty because the government's take over their lives during COVID. Do I have it right? 
That's a, that's worldwide, 160 oh, million. Oh, worldwide. Yes, okay, worldwide. Yes, because, yes. you know, what America did, and, and I, I fault Donald Trump for this, is they tried to imitate the velocity of a private economy with government debt and throwing it out there. Now, I'm from Chicago, where the greatest scum actually is the government. And we now have investigators that are proving that in courthouses in, in, in downtown, 63 employees were found guilty of fraud in PPP money. That's just one. We've got a two-bit municipality where one guy had 25 checks go to the actual police department. He was a copper. And, you know, this kind of thing, I think the Republicans should have known. But do you think that maybe the scandal is so obvious and so much evidence of thievery that for once the American people will wake up and start to pay attention to it? Wait, so you, 63, that's it? <laughs> in one building. It happens to be a courthouse in, in oh, downtown one, Chicago. Okay, one building. One that building. That makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. No, I, I think it is obvious. I mean, the American people are smart. They know what was happening. I mean, the question is what we can do about it. I mean, certainly the pandemic was profitable. The lockdowns were lucrative. But the worst part about it is, and you hear people say this all the time, the pandemic's over. Let's stop talking about the pandemic. This isn't a pandemic book. This is a blueprint for the future. I mean, the climate lockdowns are coming. The, uh, you know, shutting you into high-rise buildings uh, called 15-minute cities, that's in the works. Uh, And Digital ID just last week, Bill Gates and the United Nations and other control guards hosted an event called 50 in 50, uh, how they're rolling out digital ID without a vote in 50 countries within the next five years. Um, and yeah. then, uh, you know, speaking of 160 million in poverty, I mean, what AI is set to do to this country and around the world is just frightening. I mean, it, it will reduce people to a universal basic income. I mean, the estimates range uh, jobless estimates range from 40% upwards of 80%, according to one AI expert, uh, in, in America. So the sure. AI is coming for your jobs. Uh, Microsoft is leading the way. You may have seen the news today that they just hired Sam Altman from OpenAI. That's the chat GPT maker. Yes. He says that the job losses are coming. And so when you're reduced to a universal basic income, who knows what you'll have to do? I mean, a lot of Americans did things they didn't want to do because the pandemic forced it on you. So it was a blueprint. Uh, the worst is yet to come in a lot of ways from these guys, and they need to be stopped. Seamus, what I like about your book, and I'm not through it, admittedly, I just recently bought it. But what I like about it is you lay the groundwork that this isn't something that's new and, 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 and really it started after the implementation of COVID. This is something that the already American oligarchs that we denied for years, that were in, were in the positions of power, have actually worked on for decades. And you lay this out. And really what I found interesting is you go after one family specifically, who I trace back to the 70s, and a problem after the Park Avenue summit with Richard Nixon and his meeting with Nelson Rockefeller. It was at that point that the bureaucracy and the Leviathan really came into sight as the schematic for bureaucracies was laid out and implemented by a Republican, Richard Nixon. He's the one that started EPA, OSHA, and and the the Department of Education was his ID, even though Carter signed it. So that's what I love about it. You go back throughout history and you show how the plot was always this version of what I call Fabianism, this this oligarch-run system, and, and that's the control oligarchs you're speaking of. Now, how do you get in this club? Because it's a fascinating club. Do you just have to be a, a, a 
demonic in your your idea of controlling the population. How do you get in it? <laughs> well, that's a good start. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the, this this family, the Rockefeller family. I mean, I, like most people, had thought, well, you know, the big tech oligarchs, these are a new breed, and the people like the Rockefellers and the Carnegies and the Vanderbilts, uh, those were all the good billionaires. All they did was uh, build schools and uh, libraries and such. Um, and that's certainly true of many people. I'm not anti-capitalist by any stretch. I mean, there, you know, there are plenty of good billionaires out there. But the Rockefellers in particular, I'll just read this quote. I put it at the beginning of Chapter 1, and it really sets the table for the rest of the book. Uh, quote from David Rockefeller, Some even believe we are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States characterizing my family and me as, quote, internationalists and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure, one world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty and I am proud of it. So there he is in his own words, and I try to get as many direct quotes as possible because you go back, I mean, a full century uh, and look at what the Rockefellers have been up to, whether it's the funding of Margaret Sanger's Birth Control League, they, which is now Planned Parenthood. They've been funding that since day one. They funded all of the research into some of these abortion pills and things that are, uh, you know, they, it, this was never about women's rights, just on that specific issue. This was always about population control. They say as much. I mean, the writings are pretty pretty clear. Margaret Sanger wants to pull uh, minority groups out of the ground like weeds. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you go back a hundred years, they've been, they've been doing this kind of stuff. That's really, really sick. Um, and they're doing it right through to today. You reminded me in your book of, uh, Reverend Gates, not Bill Gates, but Reverend Gates, who was hired and profited from Rockefeller trying to build their image in the same way Bill Gates tried to build his image in the nineties. Most people forget in the nineties, Bill Gates was not only thought of as the most perfect nerd ever created by capitalism, but he was also a link to a lot of mafia tactics in that sphere of Silicon Valley. And he hired a, a, a PR firm, and they polished him up as a lovable nerd who was uh, an accident monopolist, not really a monopolist. And it worked. And my question to you is, when you're done with the book, because I'm not at the end of it, when you get through it all, is it really an autopsy of the collapse of Americanism? Or can it be saved? Well, I got to the end of this book and I writing it and I was uh, pretty demoralized. I mean, it's heavy stuff. Um, you think, you know, what can little old me do up against these forces of trillions and trillions of dollars? Um, but also, I have I have faith in the American system and I have faith in the American people. We we do not comply a good chunk of us and we're able to. Uh, you know, fight back against mandates to the point where they, they relented during the pandemic on some things. Now, uh, it's going to take hard work, and the first step is you got to spread the word. But I have faith that we can uh, prevail through, through all of this. I mean, one of the things that gives me a lot of hope is just uh, you see it everywhere. Americans and people around the world are craving authenticity. You know, you see these AI videos come out. You know, Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates, they want you to live in your house never leave and just be surfing Facebook all day. But you see more and more people waking up, turning off the screen time. Uh, you know, you see the AI videos. And when some people are like, oh, this is so cool. A lot of other people are saying, this is creepy. This is weird. I want to see real, real life stuff. I want to go outside. You see it with the fake meats. 
you know, they want you eating, uh, you know, these fermented yeah. uh, fungi yeah. patties or lab-grown yeah. hamburgers made, made stuffed full of chemicals. But the, the lab-grown meats are, are flopping. The fake meats are flopping. We're not going to let them take our cows. Uh, there's nothing like a good, juicy steak. Yeah. So, uh, you know, time will tell. We don't have a lot of time, and we got to wake up. Well, what's interesting is the common denominator of the control oligarchs which I used to refer to as oligarchs, but I really like control oligarchs. And what it is, is the idea that the population is too much and too big, and it must be controlled. One of the most fascinating statistics about America is that it's only 6% developed. This is something that I think um, American people need to start discussing. And the plot to control us isn't just through population direct control. But this idea that they are going to use the fraud of climate engineering and eco-Nazism to control our own development of the country. But we still are based in property rights. I think, ironically, what might help us is I don't think AI is going to go along with the lie. And they've already seen some pushback on some of their policies where AI is starting to sound like a conservative talk show host on my station, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. And we go, yeah, anybody who thinks that uh, the United States is overpopulated hasn't flown in a plane over the, over the country ever. Uh, and we go through, uh, the earth is not even close to overpopulated. I mean, if you were to pack everybody as tightly as they live in Manhattan or, uh, you know, in any other big cities, uh, the entire global population could fit on the island of New Zealand and the rest of the world would be completely empty. So overpopulation was really the first uh, iteration of the whole climate change psyop, but uh, and that was in the 60s, and then they realized, well, people eventually get to the question, well, what are you going to do with us? And it, it doesn't go over so well. So they, they moved on to global cooling. They moved on to global warming. Eventually, they arrived at climate change, which all of these are totally unfalsifiable. Whenever they release the data, uh, you find that it's been messed with. There was a faulty modeling. Oh, they've got to revise the figures. Um, and so the whole point of it is all about control. And we get into the cli- you know, how climate change is all about seizing control of the energy sector. I mean, oil and petroleum based uh, carbon based fuels are totally efficient. That's why it's cheap yeah. and abundant. Instead, yeah. they want to force you into a patented system uh, where everything is, uh, you know, solar. You can't have any wildcatters or Jed Clampets in the solar and nuclear energy space. It's by default, got to be mostly monopolized because of how regulated and tightly controlled it is. And so that's what it's all about. It's about taking control of the energy sector, a trillion-dollar sector. Uh, same thing with the food and the fake meats and the, you know, the flatulating cows that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is always griping about. Yeah, so, talking uh, about flatulating cow. In the meantime, you kind of, <laughs> you kind of expose something that um, gets lost a lot. I've been talking about it a lot since the beginning and the implementation of this fascism in the, in the name of uh, alternative energy. Big oil owns it all. And they like the alternative energy because they don't really have to do much. It's five times the profit. It's like the Neiman Marcus of energy, and it's the same fracking companies. This is something that I think a lot of people who thought themselves Democrats, those morons who don't vote and don't read and don't think, but vote Democrat because they think it's John F. Kennedy's party. These people are going to start to wake up and say, well, wait a minute. These are the same companies. They're doing less work, and they're making five times the money. Do you think there's some... 
some skin in the game, some 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 attention gathering there that might wake up the people who are step and fetch Democrats. Yeah, I mean, they just need to look at uh, who's got all of the patents. I mean, the patents are the key to a lot of these control schemes. And uh, you know, the, the left likes to talk about uh, the millionaires and the billionaires. Well, <laughs> all of the millionaires and billionaires are buying up all of the companies that are with patented technologies. And they're the ones who change their logos to rainbow flags during Pride Month. I mean, they, they really do need to wake up. I mean, they claim to be against corporate corporations, but then they align with them perfectly. Yeah, it's like feminists uh, celebrating and, and, and on the side of Palestinians. They have no idea what they're asking for. But what's funny is you go through some of the oligarchs and the profiteering of the control oligarchs, and it was staggering. Bill Gates is a fascinating caballero. He made a lot of money on the pandemic. But what I was surprised at, you also go into, into Soros, the cousin of the devil. He didn't really make as much money. Was he just a little late on the uptick, or was he busy with his kid and the painted nails? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, Soros is in it for the, like, he's in the, the long game. And, he, and, and I wasn't even sure that George Soros would make it uh, at 93 years old. He's not looking too good. So oh. we went into each of his children. And so his, his dark money empire, I mean, he, there's a new heir. Everybody's heard about Alexander Soros. But what they haven't maybe heard is exactly how radical he is. He's going to be spending this $25 billion dark money slush fund on elections and uh, abortion, or I guess as he calls it, women's health, for the next 50 years if he lives to the age of his father and if America lasts that long. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Soros, you know, he's, he, he's good at the shell game. So that's, that's just what uh, Forbes reports and what his uh, SEC filings report. You know, there's no telling where... He made a mere $300 million. He used to make that trading. I mean, he's really slipping. In the meantime, exactly. Gates... Exactly. He's, hover, he's hovered around $25 billion for like a decade. So yeah. he's, some of these guys like to stay off the Forbes list, and they've got a, a number of ways they can probably do it. But the one who made tremendous money was the creep from Epstein Island known as Bill Gates. He made money on the way in, on the way out, and he's still making money. And if he should be successful in the proper speculation of the next pandemic, he could maybe double his, in, his net worth, couldn't he? Oh, absolutely. I mean, for every, we calculated for every dollar Bill Gates gives away, he gets two in return. And it doesn't appear because he's tithing. So <laughs> he's, uh, he's pretty good at giving away money and getting it back twofold. Um, now, what he spends his money on is actually developing the technology that he then personally invests in, and also the foundation will put out white papers. You know, if you think Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez dreamed up cow flatulence as a thing that's going to kill the planet, no, that comes from a you know Gates Foundation-funded or World Economic Forum-funded white paper. Well, what is Bill Gates doing with his personal money? He's investing in all the solutions. You know, you may not think that you've got too many problems, but Bill Gates is here to tell you you've got a lot of problems. He can solve them, and it just so happens that his solutions all enrich him. Seamus Bruner, what you're good at is exposing this by following the money. You and all of the people that are at the Government Accountability Institute, we all owe you a debt of gratitude, but the book is absolutely fantastic. I am thoroughly enjoying it enjoying it however you didn't sign it the book is called controlligarchs exposing the billionaire class their secret deals and the globalist plot to dominate your life he is seamus bruner thank you 
Peter Schweitzer, and everybody, please, at the Government Accountability Institute for not just me and the people that work at the station, but for the entire listening audience. Because if we win, it'll be because you're exposing the scam, the fraud, the phony virtue wrapped in a policy for profiteering. Thank you very much. Uh, Sean, thank you so much. Comments like that make it all worth it. And uh, your signed copy is on its way. I love it, brother. Thank you. I can't wait for the next one. Thank you. All right. Thanks, sir. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560, the answer. I gotta say, squirrel. When I heard the news that Rosalind Carter was in new hospice, I thought she was going to go at least a year and a half. Isn't that what Jimmy Carter's on? We need to have uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. We're going to run out of oil. And Mr. Nixon you made his stupid famous, son of a gun. And from what I understand now through the propaganda of the Marxist mafia media, apparently... Rosalind Carter was key in his thought process. Isn't that right, Cream Puff Jim? Yeah, right, Sean. She was one of the most lovely individuals ever graced the uh, stage of life. Yeah, well, among you Democrat first ladies, she was lovely. In the real world, she's a three. Go ahead. Anyway, uh, when she was, when the old man threw his hat in the ring, she was interviewed, she said, what's his asset? Well, his asset is he's not... uh, we're not beholding anybody, Don. We're we we got a gas station, we got a peanut farm, yeah. and we're going to tough it out with that. And he was uh, arguably the worst president until this dimwit in diapers. So, don't you think that's the real aspect of the legacy of the Carters? What, They're not as bad about, as the Biden. What about Billy? Car- How about remember Billy Carter? They made a big fuss because he took and he got drunk with some sunnies on the plane. He took a couple of bucks, but he never asked Trump. He was just Trump's son-in-law. What, what did that Trump's son-in-law? Where did you get the two billion? Where well, they're Democrats. To me, to me, they're Democrats. All but here's the thing: you're not more money. He just opened up the floodgates because after he got done disgracing Washington, Bill Clinton was a breath of fresh air, wasn't he? Yeah, you Democrats. I don't know how to freck your shape. I don't even know how you shave your faces. Voting for these scoundrels and scallywags. In the meantime, we're going to lay her in state like we did Madeleine Albright. How many deaths was she uh, uh, responsible for? I can't get back to the to the figure, but I think it was like half a million, wasn't it? Uh, not, not the Leonard Nimoy squirrel. At least eight times play. in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an no, ice age the Leonard is not... And not the Margaret Sanger, where she hates everybody, especially black people. I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world. No, Madeleine Albright. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. The greatest stateswoman in American history. They laid her out at the Capitol for, what, a week and a half? In the meantime, who's the bad guy? Oh, I know, the bad guy that actually killed the ISIS leaders. 
gave you a great economy, secure border. He's terrible. And uh, what did Dan Goldman say? We must eliminate him. Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi is dead. He was the founder and leader of ISIS, the most ruthless and violent terror organization anywhere in the world. Until Hamas. And if you listen to the Republicans that want to uh, fulfill Dan Goldman's prophecy of eliminating Donald Trump, he was a terrible, terrible president. Luxembourg second, and let's get in a nice bronze medal for the United States. We all believe in America first. But Donald Trump and the isolationists on Capitol Hill and our party believe in America alone. How many people support this slob? Yet he's going to be on every debate. Yet we had Perry Johnson on, who actually was rated higher in most polls. And he wasn't on the debate stage. I wonder why. Because Chubby's good at not just polishing off food and desserts you don't want. He's good at character assassination, which is what he did all weekend. I know that America can never be first if America's alone. Our strategy in Ukraine is driven by a principled commitment to support Ukrainians fighting and dying for their country. And while I would have provided more weapons... Now, are you sure it's not about protecting the fraud and the scam that was laid out when Barack, who was hugging your big ass and covering your fraud... And funneling money into the coffers. What was the audit in New Jersey? Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, and the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. There's one person. Joe Biden. Where's the money, by the way? Where's the 50 cents? Did Chubby mention the 50 cents that goes into the Pentagon that cannot be accounted for in this last audit last week? Sooner and what President Biden has done, and certainly wouldn't have blackmailed them for those weapons. He wouldn't have blackmailed them for the weapons. Yo, you with the love handle on your head. You pay attention to when he was vice president? Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk. Yatsenyuk that they there would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> Do you know what I that said, is, Squirrel? That's an admission of blackmail. Yet here he is, crispy, for dirt on Joe Biden, as Donald Trump did. I've been to you, Kiev. I've met with President Zelensky. How'd they get your big ass in his silver shadow? How'd they get you in the Rolls Royce, fatty? And he's told me to pass on to every group of Americans that I see these two messages. First, thank you. Yeah, you buy me a Rolls Royce, I'll say thank you, too. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittos, buddy. Sean... I'm of the belief you always know when you're dealing with someone that loves America that when you play Trump, he can he's totally butchering the name of of the uh, terrorist of as a, <laughs> as opposed to someone like Obama or Biden that had perfectly pronounces 
Pakistan instead of Pakistan. You know, you're dealing with a traitor. Well, you know what else you're dealing with? You're dealing with somebody who's been around that kind of ideology his whole life. Nobody talks about Lolo Satoro Squirrel. Nobody. Why is that? Why do you think you wouldn't talk? After all, he was a major in the Indonesian government. Granted, they were killing their own people. But he was one of the richest people in Indonesia. Nobody talks about it. Well known that Barack Obama's father was from Kenya. Less well known is that after Obama's parents divorced when he was young, his mother married an Indonesian man. In 1967, Obama's stepfather moved his new family to Jakarta, Indonesia. That's where Barack Obama spent four years of his childhood. This is America's first look inside the home where Obama lived. A large living room leads into a dining room, and an atrium overlooks the kitchen. Boyhood pal Indra knew him as Barry. Barry Satoro. He had taken the last name of his Indonesian stepfather. Barry. Barry. Right. I don't know Obama. This is the Assisi Catholic Grammar School. That's how he gets to pronounce all the names right. He learned at a very young age. In the meantime, one thing he could never do is kill the right terrorist. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. He was whimpering, screaming, and crying. And fr What's not to love, Squirrel? 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road yeah. again. Taxes, taxes, taxes. They even got Shakira. In the meantime, what are you paying for? 50 cents. In the Pentagon, of every dollar, they, I don't know, I, I don't know where it is. It's, it's a staggering statistic, but it's nothing new. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. We cannot share information By the way, from Squirrel, that was when trillion was a lot. Now, since Barack Obama... We have two-thirds of the national debt added since he was elected. It's commonplace. But there's one specific country that's benefited immensely. Now the Sox business exclusive. Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party and its military. Emails show that as... When you think about that, we've got another problem. A group of migrants struggle through the rain and mud of the Panamanian jungle toward the U.S. border. Weiwei Wang is one of them. I'm surviving on chocolate bars, he says, and running out of drinking water. He videoed the whole... Weiwei Wang? It's not El Salvadorian, is it? Is that Nicaraguan? What is Weiwei Wang? grueling trek undertaken by people from all over the world, including recently a record number from China. Since January, border officials have processed more than 10 times as many Chinese migrants as last year. 10 times as last year? Boy, oh boy. A surge of people with their hopes crushed by China's weak economy, repression and corruption. Whoa, 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 how come none of this was brought up last week? I mean, I know why the Hunter Biden links to the Chinese Communist Party. Why didn't any of this happen under 
Donald Trump. Oh, because he upset Hillary Clinton. Well, did, did he upset her or did she upset herself? I don't know who created Pokemon Go. But I'm trying to figure out how we get them to have Pokemon go to the polls. Yeah, Chinese weren't too happy about that. The government wanted my family's land, Chen Yixiao explains. And he's got video of what he says are thugs sent to beat them up. <laughs> he better not go to Chicago, because the people in Chicago are used to that. We saw it for ourselves today, yet officials have not been forthcoming about the details. Casey Cronus live downtown with the latest. Casey? Dana and Natalie, we have asked again and again, but still don't have a project timeline from the mayor's office. Tonight, a spokesperson tells me they are looking into the site's infrastructure before starting construction. But whatever work was being done today was soon out of view. You mean that they put up fences with blinders on it so you couldn't see? Did they ever release the results of the ground tests? done on the Democrat land that the Chicagoan is paying $91,000 a month for. Behind a newly installed chain link fence that surrounds a once bustling grocery store, there's no denying that movement is being made. Yes, I heard they were out until 1 o'clock in the morning. But it's progress that on Sunday, crews were quick to cover up. Just Sunday? They were working on Sunday? Boy, how come it took so long for the Jane Byrne Expressway? Uh, have you had enough of Democrat failure and corruption wrapped in virtue? Or are you thirsty for more? See, after what we experience in Chicago, Democrat should be synonymous with gangster government. There is no other way to describe it. question is, are there still enough people to vote for the creep? 81 years old today. I hope you have a miserable birthday. In the meantime, can you do us a favor and stay away from the kids? Thank you, thank you. And I love your ears. Stop sniffing the kids. We'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.